Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. First responders were our heroes last year. Now you want to fire them. This caravan that we're seeing of thousands of people. We have caught people that came from Yemen. Why are they coming to America? Who are they working with? And what do they have planned? Mice addicted to cocaine. We're having beagles eaten alive from the neck up. We are frightening monkeys. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views for a Tuesday. Lots to talk about. Uh, you heard in our bumper there, if you haven't been following along in the news, uh, this is slowly coming out, but a lot of people are starting to connect the dots. Fauci is... Um, Alar. Well, that, <laughs> but uh, that might be his better qualities. Uh, there are that stories. Is the big red flag. Yeah, there are stories out on multiple media outlets, including the Gateway Pundit, just talking about the fact that Fauci has been financing through the uh, NIH all kinds of sick stuff. Spent $16 million in taxpayer funds on distributing toxin brain injection experiments on monkeys in 2018. He also apparently was funding a study in Tunisia where beagle dogs were eaten alive by parasite-infected flies. Um, and these stories are just now coming out, but it doesn't look real good for Fauci. Uh, the, the guy that a year ago was considered a, a guy that could walk on water for his sainthoods and his notoriety and, you know, saving America. Now it looks like uh, this guy, I, I mean, w when you hear things like this, when you hear things like, uh, you know, doing experimentation on monkeys and beagle dogs, and, and, and this is really just now coming out, uh, Fauci's NIH-approved experiments on hundreds of New York City orphans. Government agencies and pharmaceutical companies use the orphans in AIDS drug trials. Mm. And some of the things, apparently, the stories that are— and, and again, I don't want to get too deep into this because it's, it's just now coming out. I, I, my first response, my first thought when I started reading these stories, this sounds like Nazi Germany. Well, he's— uh... <laughs> He, he has recommended the United States kind of function as Nazi Germany for the last 18 months. Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see if any of this hits the four networks. I call, Well, actually, no. actually five networks, CNN, MSNBC, and the, the, and three, the, three, the three corporate media outlets. Um, News and Observers reporting uh, lawmakers continue to draw up new district maps. We were talking about this a little bit yesterday and last week. Uh, what's interesting now is a question we asked House Speaker Tim Moore when he was with us this last summer when uh, Greenville hosted the North Carolina State Republican Party Convention. And that was with this new congressional district we have. I think I asked him something along the lines of there are rumors out that, you know, there might be a new district up around your neck of the woods in Cleveland County. And, uh, you know, was, would you consider running? I, I tried to keep it as friendly as possible. 
Uh, some questions came up. Would you consider running? You know, I asked him back then for, for Congress. And uh, some questions came up today. There are multiple maps, but all the maps out there have one thing in common, and that is there is a pretty friendly congressional district for Tim Moore in his neck of the woods. <laughs> and uh, now when I asked him this question this last summer, you know, he, he was, no surprise, fairly evasive. You know, well, it, it's a typical answer. And listen, I like Tim. I'm not, I'm not knocking this. But the guy's running for Congress. Let me put it that way. Because when I asked him this past summer, it was like, well, you know, I'm concentrating on the things we have in front of us. And I'm sure he was. Uh, today, as he was asked these same questions, um, he says, well, <laughs> maybe some people in Raleigh are trying to get rid of me. So uh, I think I think he's running. Uh, I, I, now, I thought he was running this summer when I asked him, but uh, now it really looks like. Uh, well, his, his answer definitely was the <clears throat> just, the, you know, the stock political answer right. that uh, I'm not answering this. Uh, right. Yeah. Just just like when you have a head coach. uh you know, hey, Notre Dame has an opening. Uh, have, have you been in contact for no, with Notre Dame, or are you have any interest in Notre Dame? I am the coach at East Carolina University. And, and I'm worried is, about the next game I've got to win. That's right. right. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. it's yeah. kind of the standard answer, you know. <laughs> well, anyway, I think I think the standard answer he gave this last summer is, is starting to change a little bit, and I think he hasn't said yes, but he uh, far from saying no. Did you see the story on WITN? A husband and wife were arrested this last Thursday for a baby's death that happened over 30 years ago. I saw that. That was just disturbing, to say the least. Yeah. Scott Pohl, who is now 54, and Robin Byram, who is now 51, both of Taylorsville, Alexander County, uh, they've been arrested for the felony charge of concealing the birth of a child. The release say detectives used DNA evidence to solve the case of Baby Doe, whose remains were found in a trash can back on April the 4th, 1991. Mm. The officers were unable to determine the gender of the baby due to decomposition. Uh, they sent a, uh, a, a bone fragment off to a uh, research laboratory. I think it was down in Woodlands, Texas, for a forensic analysis, and uh, they were able to come up with a genealogical profile, which led back to these two as the parents. So Ta Taylorsville is like west of Winston-Salem, right? Is that right? Um, they're saying here that um, these people were uh, in a press release from the town of Nags Head. Oh, okay. I thought you said something about Taylorsville. Okay. Okay, well, maybe that's where... Ro okay, uh, they're both from uh, Alexander County and Taylorsville. Mm -hmm. But apparently the uh, the child and, and the event happened 30 years ago in Nags Head. Mm. So anyway, uh, interesting. The truth will uh, find you out. Yeah, she had a pretty disturbing-looking uh, mugshot, too. She did. Uh, yeah, she was um, uh, like, A, guilty, and B, how am I going to get out of this? Uh, this is really an interesting story out of the Free Beacon. Up above Hickory, yeah. Is it North yeah. Hickory? Okay, there you go. The guy knows his geology. Well, I, geography. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know, he's geology. I've made a lot. I made, I've made a lot of trips over the years to Blowing Rock, and I think it's on the way off of four twenty one. Okay, uh, uh, heading we, once. We were just heading. up there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember Taylorsville, but I must have been. A, no, I was driving. I couldn't have been. A I'm a map geek. You know, uh, the Free Beacon is reporting. 
A 42-page report has come out from the White House, Gender Policy Council, entitled National Strategy on Gender Equity and Equality. Uh, This report outlines, quote, whole government approach to ending so-called inequality between men, women, and transgender people. Now, you would think this report, uh, first of all, you know, how is there inequality between transgender people and, uh, and men and women? I mean, my goodness, the uh, head of our uh, health, secretary of health is uh, transgender, and she just got to be a four-star admiral, he, she, whatever. Um, but anyway, to make a long story short, one of the key elements of this report and they're saying this is going to remedy disparities between men, women, and transgender people, is we're going to get rid, on a federal basis, I guess, what they did up in New York City, we're going to get rid of cash bail. Mm -hmm. So if you're arrested for a crime and you're put in jail, regardless of the crime, we're going to get rid of cash bail. And they say, particularly, this will be very helpful for black women and their families. How is this going to be helpful to anybody? I mean, black women and their families who are trying to protect their kids, and now we're allowing criminals out on the street, regardless of whether they're men, women, or transgenders, you're arrested, you're just going to be let go with cash bail. And we've seen already the unbelievable, devastating consequences of these asinine, ridiculous, liberal, progressive, <laughs> how many other adjectives <clears throat> can I use? <clears throat> Stupid. I got some, but I think we might lose, we lose license. our license. I mean, this is unbelievable that this is the, this is their answer. And, and you know, the, the other thing that hit me when I read this story is, okay, obviously these orders are coming from somebody at the top and they're going mm-hmm. through some of the major metropolitan areas, including New York City. Well, we could do a whole show on my—I got some—well, I, I, I got a theory. One, one could call it a conspiracy theory, but I, I think it's based on some, some facts I've put together. But we talked about maybe last week or maybe earlier—maybe yesterday, but uh, probably last week, you know, about the George Soros-funded uh, district attorney r- right. races all across the country, right. which it's not only New York City's been doing this, pretty much every— uh, DA that he has funded their ca- campaigns. The same thing, that's yeah. part of their platform. Yeah. So you know that tells me that uh, George Soros is behind some of this He's stuff on the, the shots. I keep, the, th- I keep the, thinking our uh, <laughs> on the federal level. We got, <laughs> I keep turning around. Our set looks like it's going to fall down. Tom's got uh, <laughs> PSTD or something. P- hey, when it hits you in the head, uh, I, I warn you. Shell shock here, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, we got a good set, don't we? Oh um, my! <laughs> but no, but but Soros is behind. I think he's behind all of this. Yeah, and and, and that actually crossed my mind as well. What what you just said about and, the, and I the think DAs. and I think it's because. Um, hey, I mean, how how do you take down a nation? Well, first of all, you take away civilization, and one part of civilization is, is security and 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 preventing crime. And boy, and, that's that's and been we can, shot to hell. And we see in the last two years the crime rates are off the charts. When on a national level, 
you know, prior to two or three years ago, our crime rates were going in the right direction. We're going in the right directions for for several years, and now they're completely turned around. In 2020, 30 percent increase in homicides, 30 yeah. percent increase. Mm-hmm. And look what's going on at the border. I mean, you're right. They want to totally devastate our country, and they're doing it through anarchy. Um, America has to be destroyed from within, and that's you know between uh, increasing the crime, you know, not not prosecuting people that are committing crimes, breaking down the civilization, pitting people against one another, races against one another. Yep. Um, and and now having no borders, if you have no borders, no security, no security, no language, no culture, you have no country. Yeah. And I think that's and that's what they're working towards. That's what they're and working they're on. very successful, I might add. Advocates for maintaining cash bail policies point to cities such as Chicago and New York City, uh, which eliminated practice for the most offenses. Saw murders and shootings rise above the national average. One study by researchers at Stanford, Harvard, and Princeton universities concluded that pretrial release increases the likelihood of rearrest before the offender's trial by 37%, as well as the chance for alleged criminal misses, uh, missing their court dates. So if you're arrested and you're let go on this cash-free bail, you're going to be rearrested for another crime, 37%. Of those people that were arrested and let go, 37% of them, not quite half, but almost, are rearrested for another crime before they even get to to court on the original crime if they show up to court. Yeah, and they rarely show up to court. <laughs> and, you're, and, and this has nothing to do with equality. has nothing to do with fairness. But, but I mean, for the, the morons at the White House to say, this is how we're going to create equality— between men, women, and transgenders. I mean, it's almost humorous that they would go there. <sighs> mm. Yeah, oh, that's right. That, hey, uh, that's kind of like the, you might have this in the story, but did you hear McAuliffe yesterday saying, and I mean, this, this is kind of that same, I mean, it's kind of that same theory. They're singing out of the same songbook, but it was talked about the teachers and all, and the kids and the parents that, hey, diversity and inclusion is more important than math and English. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, why would he say that if it, this is not one big plan to, you know, it just as part of this is it, you're breaking down people by classes, by race, by um, by gender, by anything to sexual preference, yeah. anything to separate and divide people. Well, That's you know, it's what the Democrat Party's about. And I've got a couple of stories in Chair McAuliffe, but since you brought that up, McAuliffe has accused his Republican opponent, Glenn Youngkin, of trying to ban black authors from schools <laughs> because Glenn Youngkin has come out and uh, made, made it real clear that books like genderqueer and lawn boy both of which parents have complained graphic images inappropriate inappropriate for anybody but young people especially minors uh and again we've said this numerous times these books ought to be taken out of libraries because they're, it's it's child pornography it's illegal um one uh story a book by Tony Morrison, I, I'm assuming, I mean, and look, I, I, did, I had no clue as to whether the authors of these books were 
black, white, red, whatever. That thought would not even cross yeah. a reasonable person's mind. I don't care what. I mean, this is unbelievable how low McAuliffe would go and attempt to use the race card. I mean, this would be like saying that anyone who says Idi Amin was a mean, bloodthirsty, brutal dictator is against blacks getting involved in yeah. politics. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And th- that's further proof that, I mean, he is scared to death. He cannot, l- he probably cannot lose one percentage points on the black vote and he's going to do whatever and say whatever just like the democrat party did at the last presidential election to make race the key issue. Uh, uh, bingo race and trump in fact yeah. i've got some more stories about uh, that race up in virginia uh which happens next tuesday so let's take a break and we'll talk about that when we get back This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. It is October the 26th. Today is Worldwide Howl at the Moon Night. Ooh, I thought that was Sunday Th- night. I thought Halloween. that was Friday and Saturday nights. No. Oh. <laughs> is, it a full, is it a full moon tonight? No, it uh, no, it had to be. It was a full moon one night last week. Yeah, that's right. It yeah. was. What, what, you'd think they'd do it at uh, a full moon night, right? Anyway, if you see uh, Benny out there tonight, you'll know why. Um, Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 48. Wednesday, sunshine, high near 69. Tomorrow night, mostly clear. And then Thursday, there's a chance of showers after 2 o'clock and a chance of showers again Thursday and Thursday night and Friday. The the cold front is coming because when we were just talking about Taylorsville earlier, I looked it up to see if it where I thought it was, and it's just above Hickory, and it was 39 degrees in Taylorsville just a few minutes ago. Wow. Which you know, That's it's too cold. I don't. I don't get. I don't get that cold now. Yeah. Well, it's going to get. Uh, I think later it's going to get in the low forties here. I right. think later in the week. Your weather forecast brought to you by our friends at Ironwood Golf and Country Club, voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row. They boast an eighteen-hole Lee Trevino design course, full-service dining, an outdoor pool, tennis, and more. Enjoy the newly renovated fifteen-thousand-square-foot clubhouse. Perfect place to make new traditions with your family. For a limited time, join Ironwood, pay zero initiation fees. Give them a call, 252-752-4653. Find out what makes Ironwood the best of Greenville. Looking for gift ideas? Here's a gift, and I know you can get it. It's on the shelf. A gift certificate to play rounds of golf at Ironwood, or how about some golf lessons with John LaMonica? That'd be a great gift for anybody that is thinking about golf or likes golf. Give them a call, 252-752-4653. And uh, get your Christmas shopping done at Ironwood. Terry McAuliffe. We were talking about Terry McAuliffe before the break. And um, it's interesting. Axios, who uh, they, they try to sell themselves as middle of the road, not liberal or conservative. But uh, they came out with a story yesterday. Town Hall covered it today. And they're saying, okay, the polling that we see is th- th- that has come out is neck and neck. Uh, one poll says it's 45 each. Another poll said it was 46 each. Uh, we don't know what the internal polling is. But Axios is making the point that Terry McAuliffe is not acting like a man who has a—at at least he's not acting like a guy that knows he's going to win— the this governor's race and is probably acting like a guy that is is not is not going that is behind mm-hmm. i mean he is 
real snippety with reporters. He had this one interview that he set up, and then he walked off the set because he didn't like the questions that the person was asking. Uh, he is getting all kinds of negative feedback on his comments pertaining to education in Loudoun County. And, and, and we've talked about this, mentioned it yesterday. Those Loudoun County folks, he's got to carry those. If he doesn't carry that area of the state, he is toast. And right now, it ain't looking too good. The situation with uh, Loudoun County, earlier today, a Virginia juvenile court judge found the transgender teenager that sodomized the ninth grade girl up in Loudoun County. The young, the, the young lady's dad is a guy named uh, Scott Smith. And then he was transferred to another school where he did the same thing to another girl. This judge, Pamela Brooks, found sufficient e evidence today that this, quote, gender fluid individual uh, committed the sexual assault at Stonebridge High School. It is uh, interesting that the students today, after that was announced, did a walkout of the Stonebridge High School. Now, this the Stonebridge High School was, I think that was the second school that uh, this young man was sent to. But um, the, the kids walked out and were, uh, and, and I mean, we're not talking about just a few kids. I mean, it, it looked like uh, there was a couple of hundred kids that had walked out of their school. The principal of the school, well, we need to give a safe space for these kids to express themselves. But um, if the kids are, and it was obvious, they, they didn't leave because they were upset this, the judge found this transgender um, guilty. They left saying, we're not being protected. What is going on with the administration? Why are they treating us? And again, they keep coming out and saying, oh, you know, all we're so concerned about child safety. And then you have these idiots at the top that are making these decisions that it's anything but safety. And, 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 you know, and again, this sort of goes back to what you're talking about earlier. Are we just trying to destroy our nation, destroy our morals, destroy our security, destroy our borders? Yeah, I, I can't believe in the news media it's not a bigger deal when it's been it's been proven now that the board at Loudoun County the, the day before knew about all this. Mm hmm. Before it was Scott Smith was his name the father the dad yeah so there's email circulating oh yeah that they they were well aware of all this well oh, aware of the, the fact the on superintendent this. who said it didn't exist was the one that sent out the email yeah he was a guy named Scott Ziegler sent it out the day it happened I mean there's no way to describe his actions other than he's a liar yeah <laughs> he's a liar that's it and I mean the the mainstream media I mean this. You don't. I mean, all they focus on is that. Uh, hey, a, a parents are you know causing a big ruckus at a school board meeting. Well, I'll be honest with you. Scott Smith reacted a lot more diplomatically at that meeting than what I would have if I'd have been in his shoes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can anybody blame this dad from protecting his daughter? And and when they basically, in a public forum like this, where this guy's pouring his heart out. They basically shoot the bird at them yeah. and I, saying, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. This has never happened when they knew it had happened. And then the guy gets upset 
and then they have them arrested. I mean, how do these people sleep at night? I, well, they would the cops would have had to got to me before they pretty quickly because I'd have gone out there and ripped one of them's head off the way they talked to them. I mean, it, it's just uh, unbelievable. By the way, the attorney for this teenage boy, their explanation for what happened was, oh, this was consensual sex. Okay. Well, first, so he goes in a bathroom yeah. with, a, with a skirt on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it was consensual, mm-hmm. wouldn't you find a a, a place <laughs> a, a little bit more apropos? I, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not trying to laugh at this or wink at this, but I mean, that that was an, a ridiculous argument. And then, w- what about the second time? Was that consensual as well? Mm. It's it's beyond the pale. Yeah, Loud, Loudoun County. Um, you know, prior to the explosive growth of Northern Virginia, you know, Loudoun County was a conservative area, kind of a small town area. Virginia was, yeah, yeah. Virginia Leesburg. was in general. Yeah. And um, well, but, it's but, it's but, the, it's the huge growth of the bureaucracy of Washington oh, D.C. Yeah. yeah, it's pouring over into Maryland. It's pouring over into uh, into Virginia. It's even pouring over to to a little bit into uh, West Virginia. By the way, did you see where three western counties of Maryland? want to secede and join West Virginia. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Because that area, well, you know Maryland better than I do, but that area is not like most of Maryland. No. I mean, Well, there, there are places on the eastern shore, and there are places in western Maryland. Really, you get out. Now, now Frederick has become very liberal because that's only about a 40-minute drive from downtown D.C., but you get out to Hagerstown and west, mm-hmm. very conservative. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it doesn't really surprise me either. But the, the three most western counties up where Cumberland is. Is that there a area. county out there, Seneca County or something like that? Mm, I don't I didn't know. I, didn't, I, think, I think they were up in Pennsylvania at that point. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of governor's races, the New Jersey governor's race is uh, really interesting. Phil Murphy is the Democrat up there. And um, the, the guy that's running for... Uh, as, as a Republican, is an assemblyman, uh, uh, Jack Citarelli. And what's really interesting about this, nobody knows about him. And, and in fact, if you go back just a few months ago, um, Murphy had a, a double-digit lead, like a 20-point lead. Then a month goes by, and it drops down to like 13%. Another month goes by, and it drops down to 9%. Another month goes by... And and people still say I don't know anything about this Citrelli, the, the the Republican, but they do know they don't like Murphy, and Murphy's story is very similar to uh, Andrew Cuomo's story. Mm-hmm. He did the same thing with the nursing homes in New Jersey, and he is doing the same thing now with the mandates and the shutdowns, and the 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 both the mask mandates and the uh, and the vaccine mandates. And uh, even New Jersey is uh, as as blue as that state is, as liberal as that state is. Uh, it's it's boy. If they lose New Jersey now, I th- I think the Virginia race. I think the Republican will take that. I mean, it just it seems like everything's pointing in that direction. But my goodness, if the Democrats lose New Jersey, we were talking before we went on the air. This feels very much. Like the 1993-94 when Newt Gingrich had his contract with America. And, you know, when we were in the 
the campaign part of that 94 midterm election, I think a lot of Republicans, a lot of conservatives felt good about it, but we didn't know what the outcome was going to be. Mm-hmm. And boy, that was just a shellacking. And the, the Democrats got their fannies handed to them. Well, I uh, would not be surprised. Now, this is not the midterm yet, but, you know, next week we'll have these two races and we'll find out. It's going to put shockwaves to the Democrats if, if Virginia, if they lose, if that goes to Yunkin and New Jersey. And, you know, New Jersey, you say it's blue and it, it, and it is, but when you get outside the metro areas in New Jersey, it's not really too different in Virginia. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's pre, it's pretty rural, pretty, you know, blue collar type folks. And, and you got these people in the cities that typically you know, vote blue, but you've got a governor that's acted like a tyrant, kind of like Cuomo and yeah. Roy Cooper. Yeah. And they've, they're probably saying enough is enough. You know, we got to, we got to live a life. If, if you can't live a life, what's worth living if you, if you live under rule, you know, and, and maybe, maybe this will, uh, let's hope so. Let's yeah. hope so. Hey, we got to take another time out. Stay with us. More news and views coming up. happening in my city what's going on in my backyard things that are happening locally i like the local news things that i don't hear everywhere else else. for the local news you want kept me informed for all of the local stuff you know let me know what was going on in the local community eastern carolina's news sources news and views on talk 96.3 and 103.7 point of personal privilege um clark turn your microphone on there son uh, our producer, Clark Willis, also a uh, I, more than an extra. I mean, you think of an extra as just somebody that's sort of uh, in a crowd scene with 100 other people. Um, I, I, are you on? I can't hear you. Oh, there that, you go. That would there help. You go. There you go. <laughs> he there just you doesn't go. know how to work he, the he mic. He doesn't know how to work the <laughs> mic, but he's, uh, he's, he's good in the movies. So... Um, there is a new movie coming out, another Halloween movie. How many Halloween movies are the best? I think there's 12 total. So, uh, I, you know, a lot of our audience, I don't think, is going to go watch this. Club. No, I don't saying. think so. <laughs> but this is Halloween Kills. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With Jamie Lee Curtis. Very sweet lady. Short, brief conversation. Is she, I, my takeaway was, uh, you can be my mom. <laughs> she was very sweet. How old is she now? Uh, in her late 60s, right? Or, or am uh, I wrong? She's like early 60s. Okay. 63 or 4, maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I won't say she anything about a, that. She because... used to be a looker. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 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 she, wasn't she in the original Halloween movie? Absolutely. 1978. Yeah, okay. she was only okay. like 19 or 20 when she did that. Yeah. She was anyway, young. now um, uh, this new movie is coming out. And USA Today had an article on, I guess, the, the best horror classics that have come out and they did a little story and clark's well half his face made the uh... <laughs> yeah i was shocked too <laughs> even that much yeah. so uh, she, she is 62 by the way she's 63 right. anyway congratulations to clark willis who Thank is you. our producer who uh, runs down to wilmington often how many movies have you been in now clark? uh tv shows in a grand total i've been doing it since 2014 probably Ten movies, maybe a handful of TV shows. I started on Sleepy Hollow. Okay. 
Now, is it to the point that they call you now? Uh, well, my friend is the casting director. I became friends with him, and so oh, okay. they, yes, go. they do call me. Yes. Okay. So, is this at the theaters yet? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. All right. So you, Perfect for Halloween. So, do you have a card yet? What is that card? The, the, the union card? No, the union card, not yet. I'm working <laughs> on that. <laughs> so, are you going to show up to any of these shoots with a Let's Go Brandon mask on? I wouldn't be opposed to it. My son's name is Brandon. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, congratulations, Thank Clark. You. Representative Jeff Duncan wore a Let's Go Brandon mask on the House floor yesterday. And, of course, all the Dems suddenly have morals. Suddenly they're offended that, yeah, there you go. But suddenly the Dems are all upset that this vulgar, vulgar saying, let's go Brandon, suddenly they've got these deep morals. They've had this come to Jesus kumbaya fest, and now they're all upset that, how, how dare Jeff Duncan wear this let's go Brandon mask? I, their hypocrisy knows no bounds. No, no. Uh, which the whole reason they have the Let's Go Brandon slogan is because they're trying to have a PG version of Joe Biden. There you go. Come on. Um, talking about Loudoun County Schools, this is, this is actually a, a real positive sign of optimism. The National Review had a story out today that the Ohio, Missouri, and Pennsylvania State School Board Associations have terminated their membership with the National School Board Association. Hmm. Now, it was the National School Board Association that sent a memo over to Biden, who sent it to uh, Merrick Garland, who then came out with the memo saying, uh, okay, these parents are domestic terrorists, and we're going to sec the FBI on them. Now, I'm, I'm paraphrasing there. They're a little bit more diplomatic, but that was the bottom line. And he did use the term domestic terrorist. So today, earlier today, the Ohio group sent a statement to Chip Slavin, the executive director of the National School Board Association, ending its affiliation with the national organization. The Ohio chapter cited the National School Board Association unilateral, unilateral decision to write an open letter to the Biden administration likening parents to domestic terrorists as its justification for making the split, saying they would have objected had they even been consulted, but they weren't. Apparently, none of these school boards were. And Missouri wrote a similar letter. Pennsylvania wrote a similar letter. And uh, since Merritt Garland came out with his memo, there have been at least 19 state school board associations that confirmed to nonprofit parents defending education that they were not informed, asking for input as to whether or not the National School Board should uh, mail this letter. Now, you remember a couple of days ago, the National School Board, they apologized uh, not so much for calling, uh, you know, insinuating that these were terrorists, but because they bypassed the state school boards. And, you know, these, these state school boards are saying, listen, this is a local issue. We don't need you to get involved. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't get involved. And you're just making our jobs a whole lot tougher. I mean, some think about it. If the parents were irritated before they were called domestic terrorists, I, do these idiots actually think that the parents were going to cower? 
that they were going to, oh, oh, I better not go. I might be considered a domestic terrorist. No, they, they doubled down. It's, yeah, it emboldens them, if yeah, anything. Yeah, as it should. So was this, you say it was Ohio and who else? Missouri and Miss- Pennsylvania. Ohio, Missouri, and Pennsylvania. Pretty important states. Pretty important states. In uh, national elections. And Pennsylvania is, uh, well, it's not red. Um, Ohio eh, probably leans red. Missouri probably leans red. But Pennsylvania doesn't. Well, you know, I, Ohio is a... Yeah, you, if you, if a Republican wins the presidency, he's got to win Ohio, and Pennsylvania is getting close. So this that's a good sign for yeah, Republican I, politics. That that is a very good sign, and it's just it's a good sign that if there's some silver linings out of all this, it's that the morons in the White House and the liberals that are running the on the Democratic side, and, and for that matter, uh, some of the rhinos on the on the Republican side. I, I I do feel like they have awakened a a sleeping giant, and that giant is pissed, and the, the, it is, that giant is irritated. Well, you got to believe too in these states that um, have large metro areas and then more suburban rural areas. That um, with the number of people that have moved out of the metro areas, you know, you worry about okay, they're going to lead the metro areas and bring their politics with them. Well. If they agreed with everything going on there in the last two years, then ch- to me, chances are they're not bringing their politics with them. They're they're they are bringing um, their yeah. I- ideas yeah. that hey, they want to get the heck out of these liberal get policies, out of dodge. I think, yeah. but could be wrong. We can only hope so. I, I can tell you this. I mean, a lot of these states like uh, Texas, they're saying, okay, well, you can come, but you leave your politics back in California. Hey, we got to take another time out. Stay with us. Tom Benny, be right back. This is your Drive at 5, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. We talked about this last week. There is a group in New York City that is protesting on a regular basis. And um, over the weekend, I guess it was, this was just yesterday, um, five days before Bill de Blasio's um, vaccine mandate goes into effect, there are some 50,000 city workers in new york city ranging from the fire department to the sanitation department transportation police anybody that works for the city fifty thousand of them are unvaccinated Mm. and a bunch of them i mean thousands protested yesterday they crossed the uh, brooklyn bridge uh, all the way uh onto the manhattan side i mean it was a long long line of protesters and again I thank you to all these liberals that are bringing Americans together. Um, uh, apparently, they, it, it doesn't matter race, gender, sexual orientation, uh, <laughs> it does, religion. They all seem to hate liberals. Uh, that's that's the uh, the common theme. And, uh, you know, Hispanics, blacks, whites, they're all coming together and uh, protesting. So, again, we thank uh, people like uh, Joe Biden and uh, Nancy Pelosi and Bill de Blasio and Chuckles the Clown Schumer. Um, finally, you've brought us you've brought America together. We know the, the media is almost silent about, uh, well, other than Fox News, about Kyrie Irving. Oh, yeah. You know, the NBA basketball player that he played basketball at Duke, and he plays with, is it Chicago? The Nets. No, the, Brooklyn, no, the Nets. The yeah. Brooklyn Nets, yeah. I guess Chicago. There were, there were demonstrations for him over yeah. the weekend. Yeah, and— uh, you know they put Colin Kaepernick on a on a pedestal like Thank he's you. some 
thank you. A gr- great person and and, now, and a great athlete, which yeah, is not. Yeah, and Kyrie Irving, I mean, he's you know one of the best in the in the league. And he's standing up, you know, he's standing up for his individual Principles. rights. And oh. they just um, And he's walking away from millions. Yeah. I mean, what what did Kaepernick walk away from? Nothing. Well, he, he had a, you know, he he was walking away from nothing because he was so terrible. Nobody would hire him. It had nothing to do with anything other than the fact that he was terrible. Oklahoma GOP governor Kevin Stitt last week said when it comes to the whole non-binary birth certificates, uh, which, by the way, the Oklahoma State Health Department has decided to establish a non-binary birth certificate option for newborns. Stitt blasted the decision, saying, I believe that people are created by God to be male or female, period. (laughs) He added, there's no such thing as non-binary sex, and I wholeheartedly condemn the purported Oklahoma Department of Health court settlement that was entered into by rogue activists who acted without receiving proper approval or oversight. You know, again, we have, you're talking earlier about the anarchy we have. That's the other thing. Nobody's following the rule of law. You have these unelected activists and these appointed bureaucrats who are making these decisions and people bow down and say, okay, we've got to do that. And not going through the proper, re- I mean, you've got a president in the White House who's making these declarations that private companies by his authority, which he has none, have to mandate the vaccine, which he has no authority to do that. I yeah. mean, it truly is a, a huge breakdown. You know, we, we've talked about before, we're not anti-vaxxers. We don't, you know, and I'm, right. But... <laughs> If companies and individuals give in on this, where, where does this going? Where is it going to end? <laughs> when it, where is it going to end? Where? No, it's not. Where the president can say you will do this? I mean, it's just amazing to me where how people are accepting this. Um, I mean, you either you either have people. I mean, yeah, there's anti-vaxxers out there, but but you got a lot of people that are just saying, oh, you you should do exactly what you're told to do. Yeah. I, I just I don't get it. By the way, kudos to uh, Republican Governor of Texas, Greg Abbott. He signed a bill into law yesterday that basically bans biological males from being able to compete against biological females in public schools and sports. And again, the war on women is not being done by conservatives. The war on women is being propagated and pushed by uh, liberals uh, under the name of... uh, transgender equality i'll tell you what the inmates are in charge of the asylum uh but again there's optimism it's going to be interesting to see what happens next tuesday in virginia and in new jersey and uh, it's good to see parents standing up and saying enough is enough and let's go brandon yeah (laughs) hey we'll see you tomorrow at five bye-bye everybody all right all right all right